Hi guys, Kev here. Just like to say a big thank you for subscribing and listening to the podcasts. If you're new here, welcome to the pod. Now back to the story. And once again, thanks very much. present Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve in the Francis Durbridge serial Paul Temple and the Spencer Affair. Episode 1, My Heart and Harry. Good evening. Have you a table for two? I'm sorry, sir. Not at the moment. Oh, dear. There may be a table vacant a little later, sir, when we leave Innsbruck. But we don't reach Innsbruck until nine o'clock. I know. I'm sorry, madame. Otto, a moment, Peter. Some people have just left. There are vacant seats in the next car. Oh, good. Thank you, Carl. Uh, this way, if you please. Ah. This is a piece of luck. Mm, it certainly is. I didn't fancy walking all the way back to the carriage. Not on an empty stomach. <laughs> Hello. What's the matter? I've seen that man before somewhere. Which man? At the end table. Here you are, sir. Thank you. You go in, trustee. Thank you. Uh, good evening. Good evening. It is Paul Temple. Yes. Uh, Dreisler, Rupert Dreisler. Why, yes, of course. I'm so sorry. I knew we'd met before somewhere. <laughs> That's quite all right. I was just trying to place you. Uh, Paris, uh, Theatre Marignon. You presented Hamlet in modern dress. <laughs> ah, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Steve, I'm sorry. This is Mr. Dreisler, my wife. I'm very pleased to meet you, Mrs. Sorry. Temple. Mr. Dreisler's an impresario. Oh, really? A very famous one. He's presented a great many plays on the continent. Including Hamlet in modern dress. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, on holiday, Mrs. Temple? Yes, we've been staying in Salzburg for ten days. Hmm. We're on our way home now. I see. Well, and what have you been doing, Mr. Temple, since I saw you last? Have you written any plays lately? No, I finished a book about a month ago. Ah, and what is it called? The Tyler Mystery. Since then, I've I've just been taking it easy. Hmm. Well, I trust you enjoyed your stay in Salzburg. Oh, yes, we did. It's a lovely city. Mm, It's my, um, uh, what do you say in English, hometown? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you're quite right, Mrs. Temple. Salzburg is a lovely city. Oh, it's a pity I don't spend more time there. Where do you live? In Vienna? I have an office in Vienna and one in Paris and New York, but unfortunately I seem to live in trains and aeroplanes most of the time. Where are you off to now? I'm going to London for two or three days to see my daughter. Uh, then I'm flying to New York. Does your daughter live in London? Yes, she's training to be an actress. Oh. She's at the uh, British School of Dramatic Art. Oh, they're doing a play on Saturday. I've just been reading about it in the Times. Yes, that's right. Uh, Mary, uh, my daughter, is playing an important part, so naturally the father has got to be there. Oh, naturally. <laughs> what play are they doing? Hamlet in modern dress. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be home. Yes. 
And I'm looking forward to it. Yes, so am I. It'll be nice to be home again. Any letters, Charlie? Yeah, dozens of them. Four bills. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> Did you see that placard, Steve? No. It's the third one I've seen. It just had the name Spencer on it and a large question mark. Spencer? Hmm. I wonder what it means. Well, it's something to do with that murder case. The young girl that was found in Sloane Street. What young girl? Oh, some actress, rather. Dreisler, I think her name was. Mary Dreisler. Yes, I agree with what you say, Vosper. On the other hand, we must remember that when the body was found... Yes, what is it, Sergeant? Mr. Temple has arrived, sir. Oh, ask him in, will you? Very good, sir. Did you send for Temple, Sir Graham? No, he phoned through this morning and made an appointment. Well, what is it he wants to see you about, sir? The Dreisler case? I don't know what he wants to see me about. What on earth makes you think he's interested in the Dreisler affair? He saw Dreisler last night. Temple did? Yes. Where? At the Ritz Hotel. Oh, is he a friend of Dreisler? I don't know. All I know is Temple went to the Ritz and had a conversation with Dreisler, which lasted about an hour. Mm -hmm. and that was the second time he'd seen him in 24 hours. What do you mean? The Temples have been abroad. They only got back on Wednesday. Yes, I know that. Dreisler was on the same train. I understand they had dinner together. Oh. Mr. Templer, sir. Uh, come in. Come in, Temple. Hello, Sir Graham. Afternoon, Inspector. Good afternoon, Temple. My word, you look fit. I needn't ask whether you've had a good holiday. Yes, we've had a wonderful time. How, Steve? Oh, she's fine, thank oh, you. Oh, good. Well, uh, sit down, Temple, sit down. Thank you. Hmm. Vosper tells me you're a friend of Rupert Dreisler's. Oh, hardly a friend. I met him first in Paris several years ago, and then he was on the train last Tuesday, and Steve and I sat at the same table. I see. <laughs> Look, Sir Graham, it's no good beating about the bush. I'm interested in this Dreisler case. That's why I'm here. Yes. You saw Dreisler last night, Temple, at the Ritz. <laughs> you seem to be very well informed, Inspector. What is it you want, Temple? Well, so far, I know very little about the case, Sir Graham. I want to know exactly what happened. Let me have the facts. Assume I know nothing whatever about the murder. Go on, Vosper. Well, Mary Dreisler was a student at the BSDA, otherwise the British School of Dramatic Art. Mm -hmm. She was good-looking, talented, and I suppose no more sophisticated than the average girl these days. Although she hadn't a large circle of friends, she appears to have been reasonably popular. As far as we can gather, she had no enemies. She lived in a flat at the top of a house in Old Brompton Yard. Brompton Yard's a small mews just off Sloane Street. I see. The house belongs to a widow, a uh, Mrs. Thornton. Well, on the night of the murder, Mrs. Thornton went out to a bridge party and bumped into Mary just as she was leaving the house. According to Mrs. Thornton, Mary seemed in quite good spirits and said she had a theatre date with a man called Peter Wallace. Peter Wallace? Well, to cut a long story short, Mary didn't keep that date. Wallace waited for her until about a quarter to eight. Go on. Mrs. Thornton returned from her bridge party just after 11. She heard no noise from the flat, and she assumed that Mary was still out with her boyfriend. But the next morning, when Mary didn't put in an appearance, she went upstairs. Oh, have you got the photographs, Sir Graham? Oh, yes, yes, Foster, here it is. Here are. Now, when Mrs. Thornton opened the bedroom door, Temple, this is what she saw. Mm. The girl was on the floor near the bed. You can see from the condition of the room that there must have been quite a, quite a struggle before she was strangled. Yes. Yes. Who identified the body? This chap, Peter Wallace, who's practically engaged to her, Mrs. Thornton, and another friend of hers called Judy Milton. Hmm. 
What about the time factor? Oh, the usual story. The medical people won't commit themselves. It might have happened almost any time between seven, when Mrs. Thornton saw her, and midnight. Motive? That's just the point. There doesn't appear to be a motive. Was anything missing? Well, you can rule out robbery, Temple. There was quite a bit of jewelry about the place and almost 30 pounds in her handbag. Oh, I see. Well, go on, Inspector. I'm afraid that's all we can tell you. There's the gramophone record, Vosper. What yes. gramophone record? The, the morning Mrs. Thornton discovered the body, one or two letters arrived for Mary, and also a parcel which contained a gramophone record and a note from someone who called himself Spencer. Spencer. There was no address on the note paper, and the note simply said, adored every minute of it, love Spencer. Well, it sounds as if she'd lent this person Spencer the record, and he was returning it. Yes. But the point is, we can't find Spencer. Mm. We've checked at the BSDA, and questioned most of Mary's friends, and no one's even heard of him. Hmm. What about Mrs. Thornton? No, she's never heard of him either. What was the record? What do you mean? Well, what, what was it? A classical record or a dance tune? No, oh, it was a number called My Heart and Harry. I'd never heard of it. Have you heard of it, Temple? Yes, I have. But you can't buy the record over here. The show's still running on Broadway and the tune hasn't been released yet. Then how did Mary Dreisler get a hold of a copy? Uh, probably through her father. Oh, yes, yes, of course. What happened last night, Temple, when you saw Dreisler? Well, Dreisler phoned and asked me to go round to the hotel and the first thing he did when I arrived was to hand me this note. It is. Oh, thanks. Read it out, Vosper. Dear Mr. Dreisler, if you'd like to know why your daughter was murdered and who murdered her, I suggest you make the acquaintance of Adrian Frost. Ask him why he gave her the diamond brooch. Is that all? Yes. Isn't there a signature? No, there's no signature and no address. Apparently the note was at the hotel when Dreisler arrived. He asked me to find out who Adrian Frost was and he also asked me to investigate the case. And I said that I would. Go on, Dimple. I stayed talking to Dreiser about an hour and then returned to the flat. As soon as I opened the front door, Steve greeted me with the news that a young man called Peter Wallace wanted to see me. Paul? The Mr. Wallace wants to see you. He's in the drawing room. Oh. But he's been here over an hour, insisted on waiting. Well, who is he, Steve, do you know? He says he's a friend, or was a friend, of Mary Dreisler's. Oh. I haven't had much to say to him. I've been unpacking most of the yes. time. Yes, all right, Steve. Oh, Mr. Wallace. Uh, good evening, sir. Good evening. I understand you want to see me. Uh, yes, I... Uh, Mr. Temple, I, I hope you don't think it's an impertinence, my calling like this, but... Well... What is it you want to see me about? Are you investigating the Dreisler murder? I'm not investigating anything at the moment. As a matter of fact, I've been abroad. I only got back this morning. Oh, yes, I know, but there's a report in the evening paper that you're a friend of Mr. Dreisler's, and I thought perhaps... You thought what, Mr. Wallace? I thought that if you were investigating the case, I might be able to help you. <laughs> well, let's assume for the moment that I am investigating it. Uh, how can you help me? I was very friendly with Mary Dreisler. Oh. In fact, we were unofficially engaged. I see. Well, go on. For about a year, we were very happy together. We used to go to dances and theatres and parties and things. And then suddenly, quite suddenly, Mary's attitude changed towards me. Well, how do you mean, changed? Well, she became rather cynical and bitter. She started criticizing me. The way I talked, the way I dressed, the way I walked into a restaurant. It seemed to me she was always comparing me with someone. Well, who was she comparing you with? Have you any idea? Yes. A man called Adrian Frost. Uh, who's Adrian Frost? Oh, he was a friend of Mary's, a playwright. At least he calls himself a playwright. 
He is friendly with quite a lot of the BSDA students. Are you at the BSDA, Mr. Wallace? Good Lord, no. Do I look like an actor? <laughs> uh, I work for a firm of estate agents, Ratcliffe and Warner, Pelham Crescent. Mm. Tell me, how did you meet Miss Dreiser in the first place? An actress friend of mine called Judy Milton took me to a charity matinee. Mary was playing one of the small parts, and I... Well, I, uh, I got Judy to introduce us. I see. Wallace, you said just now that if I were investigating this case, you might be able to help me. Yes. Well? Mr. Temple, I know what I'm going to say may sound crazy, but I swear to you I'm not just saying it because I'm angry or embittered or anything like that. Well? I think Adrian Frost had some kind of an influence, an evil influence over Mary. I have no proof, no real proof of what I'm saying, but I think directly or indirectly, he was responsible for her murder. Is that why you sent the note to Mr. Dreisler? What note? Well, someone sent Rupert Dreiser a note advising him to make the acquaintance of Adrian Frost. The note intimated that Frost was responsible for his daughter's death. I didn't send that note. Then who did? Well, I don't know. I see. Have you told the police about your suspicions uh, about Adrian Frost? Yes, but it's no earthly use talking to the police. I saw Inspector Vosper last night, and all he did was ask me a lot of silly questions about a person I'd never heard of. Someone called Spencer. Spencer? Yes, apparently someone called Spencer sent Mary a gramophone record, and... The police can't account for it. Hmm. Wallace, tell me, what sort of a person is this Adrian Frost? Oh, he's good-looking, well-educated, perfect manners. When did you first meet him? About six months ago. Judy Milton gave a cocktail party, and Frost was one of the guests. I introduced him to Mary. I see. You said just now that he was a playwright, yet uh, I've never heard of him. He calls himself a playwright, but I don't think he's ever really written anything. Is he well-off? Yes, he appears to be. He's got a very nice flat in Regent's Park. Oh. Tell me, did Adrian Frost ever give Mary anything? Give her anything? Hmm. A ring, a pair of earrings, a brooch, perhaps. Not that I know of. Wait a minute. About a month ago, Mary suddenly acquired a diamond brooch. When I asked her where she got it from, she said her father had given it to her, but I always had my doubts. Why do you ask? Oh, I wonder, that's all. Well, now, if you'll excuse me, as I've just come back, I'm rather busy. Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry to have taken up so much of your time. Well, that's what happened last night, Sir Graham. Whether Wallace was telling the truth or not, I don't know. What do you think, Vosper? In my opinion, he wasn't. You think he did send Reisler that note? Yes, I do. Why? It's perfectly obvious that Wallace suspects Frost, and he's determined to make us suspect him as well. That's why he sent the note to Dreisler. He knew that sooner or later we'd hear about it. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. Have you met Frost? Yes, of course. What's your opinion of him? I rather like him. He's a pleasant sort of chap. Well, not exactly one of the world's workers, but at least he's not a crashing bore like Peter Wallace. No, I wouldn't have called Wallace a bore, Inspector. Uh, you wait. <laughs> he rings Vosper twice a day to see if we're making any progress. <laughs> uh, what about this girl, Judy Milton? Well, she's quite different from Adrian Frost, and Peter Wallace too, for that matter. You never dreamed she was an actress. Why do you say that? Well, although she's a student at the BSDA, she's a very untheatrical type of girl. She doesn't even live in town. Motors up every day from a cottage near Beaconsfield. How old is she? About 23 or 4. Was she very friendly with Mary Dreisler? Yes, I think so. She seemed very upset when we told her about the murder. What about Peter Wallace? How did he take it? Well, he was very upset, of course. Especially when we asked him to identify the body. But I don't know. What do you mean? Well, there's something rather odd about Peter Wallace. 
Looks a perfectly straightforward young man. The sort of chap would be quite happy in stockbroking or in a state agent's office, but... Uh... You're not happy about him? No, I'm not. Why? Young men like that don't usually mix with girls like Mary Dreisler. They usually make friends with quite a different set of people. More the, uh, well... Uh... Conventional type? Exactly. Hmm. Tell me, did you talk to Judy Milton about the gramophone record and the note from the person called Spencer? Yes, I've told you. We've questioned several people about it. What did Judy Milton say? She said she didn't know anything about the gramophone record and she'd never heard of anyone called Spencer. And Adrian Frost? He said exactly the same. What sort of a person is this Mrs. Thornton? Mary Dreiser's landlady? Yes. Oh, she's a very nice woman. Completely trustworthy, I should say. How long had Mary been staying with her? About nine or ten months. It's not quite accurate to say that Mary Dreisler was staying with her. The girl occupied the top part of the house. Yes, it's, it's, it's more or less a self-contained flat. You know the sort of thing, Temple. Oh, yes, she, she had plenty of money. According to all accounts, her father made her a very substantial allowance. He must have done. She dressed well and she was thinking of buying a car. Yes. Who told you about the car? We found a letter from a man called Brompton, a motor car salesman. They'd obviously been corresponding. Brompton? C.S. Brompton? Yes, that's right. Do you know him? Yes, if it's the same man. He used to run a junkyard just outside Windsor. He was always mad on cars. Brompton. It isn't Clutch Brompton. Yes, that's right. I remember Clutch Brompton. He very nearly got sent down four years ago for dangerous driving. Yes. Yes, he'd be... He'd have done a very nice stretch if, if it hadn't been for Temple. Clutch was innocent, although he had a police record. I saw the whole thing, but... Anyhow, you say he's been corresponding with Mary Dreisler. Yes. Apparently, he was trying to sell her a car. Have you talked to him? No, we didn't think it was important. Do you think it's important, Temple? Oh, no. No, I shouldn't think so. Anyway, leave it with me. I'll probably have a word with him. Well, thank you, Sir Graham, for all the details. <laughs> it's all right, Temple. Goodbye, Inspector. If anything else develops, I'll let you know. Thank you, Inspector. I'll do the same for you. Oh, dear, engaged. Paul, what on earth's going on? You must have made about 15 phone calls in the last half hour. Eight, to be precise, darling. What do you I'm mean? trying to get hold of a chap called Clutch Brompton. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. Tough little man. He was had up for dangerous driving, and you gave evidence. Mm -hmm, that's right. Well, apparently he's in the motor car business now, and he tried to sell Mary Dreisler a car. Well? I'd like to have a talk with him. I want to know what made him get in touch with Miss Dreisler in the first place. Well, she probably answered an advertisement. Mm, well, we'll see. Look, you talk first, Steve. I know, Clutch, she's more likely to be chatty if it's a woman speaking. All right, darling. What's the number? Putney 9301. All right. It's a public house on the Upper Richmond Road. Whether he'll be there or not, I don't know. He used to go there a lot in the old days. Anyway, it's my last chance. Hello? Putney 9301. That's right. I want to speak to Mr. Brompton, please. Mr. Brompton? You've got the wrong number, lady. Mr. Clutch Brompton. Oh, Clutch. Who is he calling? His sister. Oh, are you married him? Cute little number he's always talking about. What do you mean, cute little number? <laughs> okay, I'll get him. Hold on. What's happening? He's coming. All right, Steve, I'll take it. Is that you, Marilyn? Listen, I told you not to ring me, didn't I? Hello, Clutch. How are you? Who's that? Who's speaking? Paul Temple. Remember me, Clutch? We met a long time ago. Fred said it was Marilyn. You said it was Marilyn All on the right, phone. Clutch, there's nothing to worry about. It was my wife. Well, what is it? What do you want? I want a little chat, Clutch. Just a friendly chat. Listen, I'm going straight now, Mr. Temple. I'm in the motor car racket uh, business. 
Second-hand cars. Straight as a die, Mr. Tim. Yes, I know. You tried to sell a car to a girl called Mary Dreisler. Well? How did you get in touch with her in the first place? That's my business. It's my business as well. Miss Dreisler was murdered. I'm investigating the murder. Look, Temple, you did me a favor once. Now I'm doing you one. Keep out of this Dreisler business. Don't be a fool. Keep out of it. Clutch. Clutch, listen. Hello? What's happened? Uh, he rang off. And what did he say? Paul? What did he say? Steve, what time is it? Just gone seven. Mm. Tell Charlie to get the car. I'm going to see Brompton. I'll be back later, darling. Well, I'll come with no, you. No, no, no. You, you stay here. Don't worry. I shan't be long, Steve. <laughs> You're rattled, Clutch. What's the matter with you, tonight? You couldn't hit the side of an house. Oh, you're lucky, Fred. Dead lucky. <laughs> You've always been lucky at snooker. That's a fiver you owe me. Now, pick that cue up and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll play a hundred up at billiards, give you a 30 star and a winner. Oh, you looking for someone, mate? Yes, I'm looking for Mr. Brompton. Oh, well, you haven't far to look. Pal of yours, Clutch? No. I'm Brompton. Who are you? I understand you've got a car for sale, a 2.4 decal. That's right. Uh, is that the car outside with the trade plates? Yeah. Uh, how many miles has it done? 2,000. Genuine. Hmm. Do you mind if I take a look at it? No, it's a pleasure. See you later, Fred. Okay. Now, what's the idea, Temple? I told you over the phone... Get in I... the car. What? Get in the car. We can't talk out here. We've nothing to talk about. I told you over Get the phone... Get in the car, I... Clutch. Okay. Now, what is it? What's on your mind? Four years ago, I did you a favor, Clutch. A pretty big favor. I know, I know. Do you remember what you said? You said, any time you want anything, Mr. Temple, anything, just ask Clutch Brompton. Yeah, and I meant it. Honest, I did, Mr. Temple. Then tell me, what made you get in touch with Mary Dreisler? She answered an advertisement of mine, since she was interested in a car I mm -hmm. had. As a matter of fact, it was this very car. What happened? I wrote to her, gave her details, but didn't even get a reply. Did you meet her? No, I told you, I wrote to her. Didn't even talk to her on the phone. Clutch, what did you mean when you said, keep out of this Dreisler business? If you'd never met Mary Dreisler... Temple, listen. I meet a lot of people in this racket, all sorts of people. Some of them can't keep their mouths shut. Uh -huh. According to what I've heard, Mary Dreisler was mixed up with a pretty tough bunch. I wouldn't get too involved if I were you. What do you mean, a pretty tough bunch? Hmm? Well, she's training to be an actress. She's a student at the BSDA. Okay, okay. Look, Clutch, you know something about this Dreisler affair. What is it? If I tell you what I know, does that make us all square? What do you mean? I don't owe you a favor, and you don't owe me one. All right, Clutch, it makes us all square. Okay. All I've got to say to you is, play the record. Hmm? What record? My heart and Harry. Hi, Clutch, just a minute. No more questions, I'm going back to the pub. Here, yeah, Clutch, wait a second. around the corner like a flipping rocket. He's never even put his blinking brakes on. I've got his number. I've got his number, all right. DLP. DLP 1. 3. You over there. Get your phone box. Ring up an ambulance. OK, mate. Tell them it's very urgent. OK. Now, here we are, Clutch. Put your head on this coat. 
Mr. Temple, I want to... It's all right, Clutch. Now, don't worry. We'll, we'll soon have a doctor here. Listen, don't forget what I told you. Play the record. Yard. This is Paul Temple. Put me through to Inspector Vosper, please. Extension 1500. One moment, sir. Inspector Vosper speaking. This is Temple, Vosper. Oh, hello, Temple. Listen, you remember that gramophone record you mentioned, the one that Mary Dreisler received? Yes. Have you got it? What, the record? Yes. No, I've got the note from Spencer, but the record's still at the flat. Did you play the record? <laughs> no, of course not. Well... Pick it up and meet me at my place in half an hour. What on earth do you want the record Meet for? me at my flat in half an hour. Oh, very well. You really think it's necessary. Oh, hello, Steve. Where's Charlie? I let him go out for the evening. He's been working awfully hard since we got back. Is Vosper here? Yes, he's in the study. And Paul... There have been three calls for you in the past hour, all from the same person. Oh, who's that? A girl called Judy Milton. Apparently Judy she... Milton? Yes. What did she want, did she say? No, she absolutely insists on talking to you. I asked her each time if there were any message. She just said she'd ring back. Uh, all right, Steve. Paul, what's Vosper doing here? Did you send for him? Yes, I did. Steve, I want you to do something for me. Yes. Go into the drawing room and switch on the radiogram. We'll join you in a few minutes. The radiogram? We'll join you later, darling. Oh. Oh, sorry to have kept you waiting, Inspector. That's all right. Well, did you get the record? No, I'm afraid I didn't. Why not? Because apparently someone beat me to it. What do you mean? According to Mrs. Thornton, someone called round last night and took the record away with him. Last night? Yes. Well, who was it, do you know? It was Mr. Dreisler. Mr. Rupert Dreisler. That was the first episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Spencer Affair, with Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. The part of Sir Graham Forbes was played by Lester Muddit, Detective Inspector Vosper by Hugh Manning, and Rupert Dreisler by Brewster Mason. Production for the BBC was by Martin C. Webster. Hi guys, thanks for listening to the Paul Temple series. Hope you're enjoying it. And please stay around for more episodes. More to come. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>